Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties, pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. You bring up a good point, Dylan, because one of the surprising factors is when we put on the brace and then you could dribble the ball. And we noticed, I have friends, I don't know about you, Jeff, but I'm noticing that the more I talk about the brace, people will say, oh, I have an aunt that has tremors. Just recently, I was uh, presenting at the ACRM and I was talking to another OT she had her hands down below a desk and I was just talking to her and telling her about the brace. And she goes, do you have the brace on you? And I said, I can go get it. It's in my hotel room. And she said, um, because I have tremors, I have an essential tremor. So, and she was 30 years old. I'm noticing that the more I talk about it, then people say, oh, I have a tremor or I know somebody who has a tremor. And the sad thing is, it seems like it's more prevalent. It's increases, tremors increase with age. So I don't know if it's because I'm aging. <laughs> so my friends are older, or if it's just kind of environmental factors that are impacting our nervous system. I'm not sure, but I am noticing a lot more people with tremors. And there's a huge psychological component that typically goes unnoticed, right? We talk about how we feel when we do things and how confident we feel. So I can drink from a cup and not spill, whereas Dylan has to think it out. How am I going to position my hand, my arm, and drink? So there's a lot involved. And I've talked to my friends that have tremors, and they are so embarrassed. So they don't do the things that we all take for granted or things that they love. Like I have a friend that used to paint, and she can no longer paint. She goes, it's just depressing. I think when we were testing out the brace and Dylan was, we got like the real like first prototype that it was actually working really well. 
I think it was the dribbling the ball when you were dribbling the ball, and we're like, "Dude, that's awesome, Dylan! Like you're moving, like that's really good." And then we, and then that sort of was like the inspiration. The team was like, "Oh, we should call this thing Move Dylan or Move D." So that's how the brace ended up getting its name because we all saw that Dylan was actually able to move without as much challenges or struggles as he was without the brace. Dylan, what was that moment like for you when you were dribbling? What was going through your mind as you actually were dribbling a ball, which you maybe six months before you thought, I'm never going to do this. And now you were dribbling a ball. What was going through your head at the time? I was kind of laughing, screaming and crying all at the same time. You, it's so, it's such a difference when you see something that you could never do before and you're doing it right in front of you with ease, that is. Like, I cannot stress this enough, but I think this brace can be life-changing for people who decide to try it I know me, Amy, Dr. Chairman, Ben, we've all worked so hard for this because we all believe that this is a life changer. This can impact people's lives dramatically. First of all, it's comfortable which you never find comfortable braces out there. They're usually just made of plastic and not very comfortable. It has so many factors that people don't take into account as, oh, if I pinch this place, it might help. We have done that research. We have tried everywhere on my arm, trying to pinch, like, pinch everything, like. Okay, wait a second. Hold up. <laughs> I haven't been pinching him. No. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. <laughs> I, th- I think what I think what Dylan's trying to say is we went through so many different iterations because I think we were we probably went through probably an iteration per month for the first like seven or eight months before we landed on the initial prototype that ended up becoming sort of V1 of the Move D brace. And then from there, then it went to the innovation lab and went through, I don't know, Ben, how many more iterations have we we've done now? I think we're like on like gosh yeah i mean we're we're uh probably oh. on iteration yeah five after you guys have had your multiple iterations and uh it was i can tell you right now it was a very surreal moment every time i would bring in one of the prototypes back to dylan and amy to your point we we got the the fundamentals of the product down and then it's just all the the little nuances you know it pinches here it rides up here you know what's are we going to have issues with skin integrity there, you know, and then it's really solidifying all that stuff down. And I'm just one of the off things that I would notice every single time, let's say Dylan was doing a before and after with Legos before it would, it's, it's night and day, just in that span of like 10 minutes, putting on the base. It's, it's really surreal. <laughs> I think what's also like really 
impactful versus like other treatments. Like, you know, if you take medications, like they take time to kick in, they don't actually, there's side effects. I mean, literally you put the brace on and it works instantaneously, which I think is just fantastic. And then you can wear it for long periods of time. And we designed it so that it's not heavy and it is comfortable and got a low profile and all the things that, you know, somebody with a tremor wants, because we had the, the fortune of having someone with tremor on our team actually designing and inventing with us. And I think it's a good lesson for anybody who wants to create something new, a medical device. I'm very big on go to the source, get the right stakeholders in and include them in the team. I think these are part of like the diversity, equity and inclusion principles that, you know, a lot of people talk about, but it's a very different thing to actually do it. And when you do it, it makes the team work so much better. I can say with 100% certainty, if we did not have Dylan working with us on the brace, we would not have figured it out. If he would have given us the idea and said, hey, make me an Iron Man suit. And I said, I'm going to go off a bunch of doctors and biomedical engineers and whatever, therapists, and we're going to create something, we would not have been successful. Dylan is the key to the sort of secret sauce here that helped us figure out how to make something that actually works, as you heard, really, really well and is fundamentally life-changing. Ben, I want to ask you a question. Prior to the Move D, I'll call it the Move D project. I don't know what you guys nicknamed the project. But prior to this, had you done UX and design for medical equipment like this, where it actually goes on an individual, or was this your first? And if it wasn't your first, what made this so different than other medical devices you put on people? Yeah, actually, my background is in medical design, <laughs> I guess, to, to put it in as plain as I can be. I specialize a lot in chronic illnesses. So I've, I've done a lot of work both on the physical industrial side with, uh, we can go with diabetes, chronic kidney disease, everything from that standpoint. And I have done a lot in my, uh, I guess, my past lives with uh, design research, user research, and really understanding our user, the problem statements, the pain points, and that all sort of became the conglomerate of sort of what I do here, which is a really cool mix of being able to apply all of that as well as my fundamental industrial design background, working with the physicality of just products that led me to how I was able to sort of support MoveD. Now, uh, to your point, what makes this one really special as opposed to some of the other stuff that I've sort of worked on in the background, and this goes into sort of, I guess, my philosophy as industrial designer and UX designer based within medical design is I can sort of sum it up to this one sort of phrase. You can make the best or the greatest sort of innovative thing, but if the user doesn't want to use it or if the user has a hard time using it, they're not going to use it. And at that point, is it really innovative? Is it really going to help people? A, a good example would be at least one of the things that I did research on and going into MoveD is things like electrical stimulation. You know, there has been advances in, in EEG and electrical stimulation. And while on paper, while during tests, it works better, I guess is the best way to say it, provides better data or, or at the end of the day, you know, it on paper is the best thing that we could potentially give to someone like Dylan. If you put it on a device, if you put it on Dylan and, and Amy and Dylan can sort of speak to this as well, there's so many other factors to it. These are experience factors where Dylan's going to get tired. They're not going to want to put it on. They're getting shocked. One of the other many examples. And from that point, yes, while it may provide better results, he's not going to put it on again. 
And so that's sort of what made this special because I was actually able to talk with Dylan, work through that, ask him what these problems were. And from there, we were able to develop MoveD from that standpoint and that standpoint alone. It's a very simple device if you really think about the fundamentals of it. Mechanically, there's no electrical anything in there. It's fully mechanical. And because of that, we've created a foundation where we go towards the source of what creates these tremors and how we can sort of go from that problem statement of how we can sort of dampen the tremors, you know, and instead of making an assisted device like, you know, the spoons that you would use for like a single use case thing where it would help you eat or having one of those assisted jar openers that yes, that may help with that single use case, but that doesn't solve the whole thing. And being able to work with Dylan, work with Dr. Terman and see the the prototype that UCI was able to sort of develop, we were able to then take that to the next step, which is the, like I said, the human-centered portion of it, making it actually be used by the demographic, which in this case was pediatrics, which is uh, Dylan. And so that's what sort of made it special in this case. And that's what makes it sort of exciting, being able to merge technologies that while fundamentally may not be the latest and greatest in this use case and in MoveD, it was the best for what we were doing. I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) You know, I was thinking um, as you were talking, Ben, maybe Amy and Dylan, you guys can weigh in, but, you know, I think maybe talk a little bit about how you can adjust the the resistance at the the elbow joint with the the dampening hinge um, and sort of how you can go from maybe like a fine motor movement like Legos to like a more what we call gross motor movement, like throwing a ball. Yeah. And it's crazy how, so I'll sort of go through this in steps when the videos that we have on our website sort of help create and storyboard those and help direct those. And the way MoveD actually works is we have a dampening knob and Depending on what you're doing for your activity of daily living, whether it's fine motor skills versus gross motor skills, I should say, you can sort of tune that on a whim. And so it would be amazing to see Dylan in one shot being able to write his name and do sort of the bot two tests. And then in the next shot in the same day, maybe 20 minutes later, be able to turn it down so it's at a lower resistance so that he'd be able to dribble the ball. And so being able to do that truly puts MoveD in a place where they can use this for many use cases, many portions of activities of daily living. What I love about the MoveD brace, and Dylan, you can tell me your thoughts on this, it doesn't limit the range of motion for the patient, but you can add as much resistance as the task at hand is needing or requiring. You feel that is accurate? Yeah, instead of having to buy a hundred braces for every little thing, it's kind of an all-in-one. It's very interesting. You will not find another multi-purpose brace with this type of hinge, no matter how hard you look. And I think it's just so cool that me, Ben, Amy, Dr. Terman, we have all worked so, so hard. Many restless nights working on, oh, if we try this and then tweak that, then do that, how could we change it? 
And I think I'm not saying this is the final version, but I'm saying if this is like where we cut it up, we did pretty good. <laughs> we kind of like blew it out of the park. Like <laughs> it, it was like crazy. Home run. Um, yeah. Home run. Yeah. Sorry. I love that. No, you're yeah. good. You got a walk off home run out of that one. I'm going to tell you, Dylan, I'm, I was pretty impressed with the brace because I saw the brace at the conference because Amy's poster was just a few slots down from where I was presenting my poster. So when I went over to take some pictures of her doing presentation there at the poster, I picked it up and took a look at it, and it was pretty lightweight. I was really surprised. So, Ben, I don't know if this is part of the secret sauce or not, but what metals or composite did you use for the actual skeleton of the brace, not, not so much the material that wraps around, if it's something you can share? Oh, yes, definitely. I guess in high-level conglomerate of, of different various levels of aluminum sort of makes the core of it. From there, we have just your regular medical-grade plastics and polymers that make up the actual construction of it itself. And along with that, one of the things that we also did, and just inherently, which is with MoveD, is it distributes the weight across the whole arm. And so to really think about it, like it's about a pound, about less than a pound. And having that pound isolated in one portion of the arm, let's say just closer to the wrist or anything like that, it feels heavy throughout the day. You're using it. It does get heavy. Being able to distribute that across the whole arm inherently just is a little bit easier to use. And if you were talking about using it for the whole day, it makes it better. I don't know if the team actually shared this originally, but... Back in 2022, so last November, we actually won a uh, pediatric device innovation symposium that was hosted by Children's National. And it's actually part of the National Capital Consortium for Pediatric Device Innovation, which is funded by the Food and Drug Administration. And it's trying to drive pediatric device development. So one of the big challenges that we have in healthcare is kind of what we were hitting on at the beginning is the amount of things that are created for this specific population is dwarfed compared to what we're creating for adults. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're taking adult devices and we're trying to hack them or make them fit on a pediatric patient or in a pediatric patient. And so there are programs, and we were the winner of that program last year. So that was a grant that helped us move the project forward, got funded by the FDA, which is really cool. Well, kudos to the team. That's fantastic. It's always nice to get money like that. What startup can't use money? Exactly, exactly. Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions. And Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to 
packaging and beyond. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well.